Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Thank you for riding along today. We're in the middle of 2024 now. Time marches on and we're along for the ride. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to our Facebook page, our Apple Podcasts, and other places you can hear our podcast, our YouTube channel, and more. Our song of the week is What Becomes of the Broken Hearted, a hit sung by Jimmy Ruffin, written by William Weatherspoon, James Dean, and Paul Reiser. Motown Records recorded this great iconic song in 1966. It peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. It was originally written for the Spinners, but Ruffin, who was the older brother of David Ruffin of The Temptations, convinced Motown to let him record it. Good thing too. It's ranked number 19 on the greatest Motown songs of all time. What becomes of the brokenhearted who had love that's now departed? Mortality gives meaning to human life. That was quoted by Data on Star Trek Picard. I want to take just a moment here and plug a couple books by my friend Bill Moore. If you get on Amazon.com and just type in Bill Moore, M-O-O-R-E, in their search engine there, it will put you to a page. If you scroll down to the fifth book on that page, you'll find two books by Bill. First one is Memories of an Oaky Boomer Growing Up in Norman in the 60s and 70s. The other one is More Memories etc etc it's a great book that talks about his childhood family growing up in the great state of Oklahoma Norman is a suburb of Oklahoma City and it's the home of the University of Oklahoma I think you would enjoy this Bill got my attention because his grandparents met in Lawrence Kansas which is very very close to where I live so do yourself a favor, order one or both of these books by Bill. You'll be glad you did. Okay, where am I? No Man is a Failure Who Has Friends. That was written by the angel Clarence on the movie It's a Wonderful Life. He left that book for George at the very end of the movie. We watched that during the Christmas season. I know I ranked it number two on my all-time favorite Christmas movies, but I hadn't seen it in 10 or 15 years, I imagine. And I thoroughly, thoroughly got into it and enjoyed it. Laughed and clapped and cried and all those emotions George went through, basically. It's a great movie. I'll never forget old Clarence. When we are little kids... We want to be bigger. We want to be older. We want to be like those older kids. If you're five, you want to be like that nine-year-old, you know? If you're nine, you want to be a teenager. Well, then you maybe turn into a teenager. And then your next big thing is you want to be 16. 
so you can drive and have all that freedom. Once you turn 16, though, you want to be 18 because you'll be growing up. You can leave home. Now, when I turned 18, it was a little different because the draft of the Vietnam War was going on. And all of a sudden, 18 was a dangerous age. But when you're 18, all of a sudden, 18 is not quite good enough. You want to be 21. You want to be able to go into a bar and drink legally, be considered an adult by all who look at you or all you work with and all that stuff. And then when you're 21, you think you're going to live forever. You really do. You think you're immortal and invincible. Probably think you're better looking than you really are. Your body's in probably pretty good shape. You think you're cool. You know you act cool. Things are all right. Probably meet a lovely girl, or if you're a female, you probably meet a strapping young man. Life is good. Life is good. And it's that way, you know, children and get a better, better job, finish your education. All this stuff happens in your early 20s, usually. But then you turn 40 and you start actually dealing with things like, hey, I'm getting older. People are calling me old. People joke about me being old. What's going on? My friends are old. All these old 40-year-olds. But you're still kind of in your prime. Even though you might be getting a little belly, but mortality is getting a little more real. Well, you can go this way for a very long time. But where I want to center at here is probably 65. Let's just call it 65 years old. That seems to be traditionally an age that people start dealing with retirement. You're getting statements from Social Security and Medicare and stuff. As we get older, lately, you know, Medicare and Social Security, they're raising the bar a little. So you have to be a little bit older to receive that stuff. But retirement's looking you in the eyes, and all of a sudden, you realize that maybe you're not young anymore. You're getting gray hair, if you're fortunate to have hair. You had your first colonoscopy probably when you were 50. You've had a friend or two that's died already, and you realize... The things are not as they were. Maybe you've talked to your doctor about Viagra. You have aches and pains in places you didn't even realize you had pains and aches. Maybe you're getting cramps in your feet or in your legs or in your hands. Maybe you don't hear as well as maybe you used to. Perhaps you need to get hearing aids. In your mid-60s, you understand that you can't quite move as fast as you used to. Maybe you're getting a little forgetful. Maybe you're getting a few age spots. You know, those brown spots on the back of your hands, maybe on your forehead. You're having more doctor's visits, but life is good. And then maybe you turn 70. More friends have passed away now. People that it shocked you that they, they're gone. Your idea of working out now is taking a fairly brisk walk. You're becoming a little more isolated all the time. You realize just because you've outlived some of your friends doesn't mean that you're tougher than they were. And maybe you're questioning, how can that be? How could somebody live to be a hundred when a person that's in perfectly good shape leaves us in their 60s? I know that the life expectancy of Americans has gone down since 2020. It's all tied to this COVID 
thing. And all I can say about that is do not stress out and freak out and buy into all of that. Don't be one of those that buys a train car full of toilet paper just because you hear bad news is going on. I think the stress of that and the worry and the freaking out that the populace did is more responsible for our average life expectancy to go down than some virus out there. I'm not belittling any of that. I know you have to take care of yourself and use common sense, but do not die because you're worried about something. My goodness, don't do that. Find things to do. Even stay working if you can, if you want to. But as you grow old, don't just sit there and watch the TV. I know my podcast is pretty much about my memories of childhood and being young and all that stuff. But it's strictly to help you find a warm spot in your life and not designed to live back there. Live today. What did those grassroots sing? Let's live for today. Na, 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 na. Live for today. Remember that song? I went into a gymnasium in a town about 100 miles away from me. I knew this girl. I met her. And she lived in that town. And we were going to uh, meet at this dance in this gymnasium. And that song was playing. It's one of those memories. Memories are good. Memories are good. Just don't try to live in the memories. Even if your darling is gone now, remember that they would want you to carry on, to go forward, and to remember them in your heart, but not try to live for them or through them anymore. Part of being a tough, tough thing being older are scammers. Careful with that, with your emails and your texts and phone calls. Do not buy into that. The best thing to do on any of that is go away. Just hang up. Do not freak out if they say that somebody had stolen your bank account and just give them your account number to verify it because they're out to protect you. That's a bunch of hooey. That's a bunch of hooey. At the very worst, hang up and call your bank. Call your credit card. Hang up from those people. Disconnect from those people and call them. You have their numbers. On your credit cards, there's a number right on the back that you can call. Be careful giving your social security number out. Be careful. Do not give account numbers out. Period. Your bank knows your account number. Make no mistake about it. They may ask you for the last four. Don't give some stranger your birth date. Please, don't fall for that. Disconnect from them. Hang up. Run away. Regroup. Talk to your kids about it, if nothing else. If you don't have children, that's okay. But get away from it. Settle down. Think about it without emotion. If it's a credit card, that sucker, they're going to cover you anyway. If it's your bank account, do not, do not give that stuff out. If you lose your checkbook or you lose your your debit card or whatever, just call your bank. You be the one making the contact. Don't fall for them contacting you. 
please don't do that. Now, if something was amiss and they contacted you, that's fine, but I would contact them back. They'll probably do a thing like leave a voicemail saying, please call us. Don't call the number they give you, though. Look it up in your records. We are of a generation that is very resilient. The baby boomers are very resilient. So don't buy into this hooey that you're old, that you're decrepit, that you can't do it. One of my favorite sayings that I tell myself all the time is, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength. So that's where I get my strength. I also say to myself, I have the mind of Christ. Now, if you're not a Christian, no big deal. I'm not isolating one person from another here. I'm just saying that's what I do and that's what I say. But believe in yourself. Believe that you know that you can't be tricked easily. Believe that you know that you can get out of bed and make your breakfast and that you can double check the burner and double check the faucet and make sure that stuff's off. Just double check. Doesn't matter. Just double check. Growing older is not for sissies. And you see it all the time where somebody just kind of loses it because it seems all that overwhelming. Take life a little step at a time. Just like you eat your dinner, a small bite at a time. Don't try to let it overtake you. You're in charge. You're in charge. You can do all things. Your mind is right and well. Nobody can trick you. Nobody can get you. Well, that's about all I had to say today. You can write me at babyboomertales at gmail.com. Even if it's to say, help, I don't know where to turn. Now, I'm probably not the best person to do that with. I understand that. But if you don't have anybody, you've got to have somebody. If you're listening to this, there's one contact right there. We all need help. We all need help. I don't care if you're 5 years old or 16 years old or 21 years old or 40 65 or 85. Start each day with a grateful heart and always be kind. Kindness is the only way. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.